yo, Cal, what it do? It's the Boncast. Baba Boncast. Welcome. How are you? Thanks for joining me. We've got a great guest. His name is James D. Fiori. I drink from he the also has his own podcast, Blackball. I got a good out. feeling in my stomach. Someone four times a week with Dean Blundell on Dean Blundell's podcast. You can catch him there on that network. Eastern Standard Time on Monday to Friday. James, funny guy, different guy. Sort of name. Sort of. I think you really enjoyed this interview. I enjoyed interviewing him. This is taken from Fonzie Live, my live show. That you can I'm catch Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Tristan Fonzie on YouTube. Also on the Dean Blundell Network. Make sure you go check that out. And if you're going to watch my live show, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you. Let's go right to it. Without further ado, here's my interview with James Alright, let's get to it. My boy's here. Fiore. Without further ado, let's bring him on. Can you hear me, Bonzi? I can hear you loud and clear. Okay, good. I can't hear me. I can't hear me, but that's okay. I don't yeah. So how are things? You live in the middle of nowhere, by the way. Yes. Yes, I do. I live near the like eastern gates of Algonquin. Okay. Uh, like about 20 minutes away or half an hour away from By the side. Uh, like, yeah, um, if by design you mean because my wife is from here. Yes. That would be exactly what design. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, pal, let's introduce you properly. It's uh, James C. Fiore from uh, Welcome to Fonzie Live on Trippin' with Fonzie on YouTube, where everybody should be watching and not Facebook. Do you see the moon? Do you see the moon? I do see it. It's kind of sexy. Uh, that's a nice setting, mister. Sexy. I've never jerked off to the moon. I can't say I ever, ever have either. But, but that would be a whole new meaning to the word waxing, wouldn't it? Or edging. Yeah. Oh, look. Uh, oh, they've canceled you, Bonzi. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> Dean got the call. Okay, that's enough. Doesn't take long sometimes. Uh, we are also live on the Dean Blundell Network, which I'm pretty sure you're familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Blackball Media, and also your podcast. What is Blackball Media? Just the guy. You? It's you. It's like there's an office or something with like hallways and water cooler. Yeah. Blackball media. Keep playing games out of me. We're media, but you actually mean. I don't okay. want to feel this way, I don't but every time What I very smart, way, intelligent, intellectual fella Who has done some pretty cool things And and including having Mike Bullard stay at your house And, and you're currently writing books We'll get into that I'm already just about that I bet you could Funking with Bullard I can't wait to ask you some questions about that That's a nice little thing for later as they say in the radio industry. Uh, uh, 
Okay, so let's get right to it. Um, I joined the Deep Blood Bell Network seven months ago. Uh, sold my house, sold everything I own, go on this crazy adventure. And, and Dean loved it. Jazz, Jazz was all on board. So I come on the show, and I'll never forget it. It's the first time you're there. Uh, our boy Lachlan Cross is there from 95.7 FM out of Edmonton. And you want to sat there <laughs> Even worse face than that, but there's the lads. Uh, wow. No, no, no. That's the wrong one. I, I, that, that is my clip from my story, and that is from the, the uh, episode where I lost it on Lachlan. I, that was what? I, didn't you lose it on both of them, though, actually? Well, was more I don't know. It's hard to keep track of when. They are bullies, aren't they, though? Uh, before we get into us, uh, they pick um, on you and me a lot. I wouldn't call it bullies. I would call it like a kind of casual uh, understanding between them that they they can push buttons and the other one's like, oh, I got you. you oh, know? yeah. They, so they do, they do the button pushing thing. But the thing yeah. is they know you only do button pushing people things with button pushing people. And I'm a button pushing person. Like if you push my buttons, I'll be like, I, sometimes I'm not mad, but I am still saying things like, why the fuck would you go and push my buttons, you cunt? Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I just because they they know it's brilliant. And they know when to do it because they've been around in the business for a long time, and they are gifted at it. And they do yeah. know to do it to you and me because, and this is maybe why we didn't hit it off right away, Jamesy, which we're we're gonna walk into in a second, is because you and me. Um, especially after reading your amazing article, which we will also get into, uh, I found out uh, uh, that you and me, and as did you, we're a ton alike, bro. In certain okay. ways, I may okay. say. Okay, uh, go ahead. We definitely had different lifestyles and paths, but after reading that article and stuff that you did write, um, and me reading it many times over, um, we're, we're, there's a lot of, we have a lot in common. So, and we'll get into that later when I'm, we talk I'm about really, the I'm just like to say that I'm really sorry to hear that, Bonzi. <laughs> I, I didn't but, know. I had no idea yeah, <laughs> that, no, that it, you and I, that I have, that you have some traits that I have. I mean, fuck, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, we do. I mean, alcohol being one. I mean, first and foremost, we neither one of us have been shy about our addiction to that. So uh, we have that. But we also have drugs that we like <laughs> as yeah. well. We had that in common. Um and thanks, Tara. She says, sorry for your loss. I just saw it. Sorry, I get sidetracked sometimes. Um, Tara Gray says, Mike Bullard's story needs to be shared huge. And yes, we're going to get into that, Tara. Um, so let's get back to you and me. I do the first show. And you literally sat there like this and just stared at me with this. I don't. I wouldn't call it How do you know I wasn't or... looking at like a spider on my screen? How do you know I was uh, looking at you? Did I, I call I, you out? Did I call you? But I was like... It wasn't so much that you called me out in so many words, but Dean would say stuff like, oh, who doesn't love this guy? Hands up. And you just sat there and went, and everybody put their hand up except James. You know you. I can't just say I love a guy I've never met before. It's hard enough yeah, to say you love a guy that you know well. And that you actually so much love. Is in love, love. But like, oh, look at this new clown we found. And he, and he guy sold his house. Well, well your name is Bonzi. That's very close to Bonzo, right? Right? Which is Bozo, close to Gonzo, yeah. right? Which yeah. is close to... You know, all those Somebody other clown did. names. Yeah. But when I when I first saw your name, like when I first read your name and I saw the spelling, I thought you were like a loan shark. Like that was your character. And you were traveling around the States on a bus, just like giving out loans, like that gold jewelry guy, you know, bring your gold jewelry and cash. Not a, it's not I'm a just kidding. I didn't, idea, that, I didn't think that at all. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I know, but you did. You didn't catch on 
uh, right away like the other fellas did. And and it took a few episodes. Yeah, I, didn't catch, I didn't catch on. What, what do you but mean? You, but you really did. Well, just to the, my whole vibe let of me, what I was up to and my, uh, who me, I was, actually. Let me tell you what, you what you witnessed that, that show. If what you're saying is accurate, and I have no reason to think it isn't, you were just probably witnessing me having a bad day, and then my targeting systems just kicked in. And I don't know this fella, but it had nothing to do with you. That yeah, you could have been anybody, and it would have been maybe the same thing, unless they were really charming. And I right. was going to get to that and give you kudos because we did talk about this. Uh, you probably don't remember. Uh, there's many shrooms involved along your way since this conversation. But oh, uh, we did up. talk Listen about <laughs> that, that, that start of our relationship. And you said, Bonzi, it's nothing personal whatsoever. He, you said, it was me and my demons. And you were like, I'm just that kind of guy who was like, I just love being here and I, I didn't want this, this new guy coming in and you know, potentially taking my job. And because of the demons that you go through and, and how you feel and think sometimes, that's how you felt and you were honest about it. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, but in hindsight, that's not really like, like you no, take my job. You could have never thought for one second I was ever coming to take your job because that's the best just kidding. Sometimes I, I just like freestyle. Like, my fuck, for all I know, with my life, this fucker will get my job. Like, it was, it's more, it's all about me. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all, yeah. it's taking the dirt inside and just like some unsuspecting poor folk is just sometimes, you know, it's like shrapnel. You get hit, you get hit with shrapnel, you know, of sometimes. Course. And I, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 you know, either I'm friends with the person after meeting them like that. And there's been a list of people that I have in life where my first, like, okay, and roll them. And then, like, we meet for the first time have been like, some pretty harrowing shit like some of it has been fights like when i was younger some of it has been like drug deals some of it has been one guy um this guy ernie panicioli who's like a legendary hip-hop this is a good story a legendary hip-hop photographer when we met like in an online sense um he uh called me a racist because i said uh the nation of islam um lost me at ufos or something like that because they kind of believe that ufos are going to come and bring i don't know a messiah or a good dancer or something i don't know and and when uh, i said that he called me a racist and we went back and forth and i called him a hack photographer and because uh, i knew it would sting and it did and he blocked me but then we became friends because i interviewed him in toronto and now we're like tight and in fact he mediated a situation when I was called in no uncertain terms a racist by my childhood hip hop hero, Chuck D, a public enemy, he knew both of us and mediated this like thing where I was like, cause I was like, Ernie, you have to tell him that. Cause he, it was, I wrote a piece about Black Lives Matter, long story short, it was not a racist piece. It turned out he didn't actually read it. He read someone else's take on it. And then like, so he retracted the racist statement like behind the scenes. And first of all, it was weird getting told you're racist by your childhood hip hop hero. And second <laughs> of all, to get the, 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 the charge of racism mediated by a guy who, when I first met him, thought I was a racist and turned out to be like this like hip hop photographer guy is just kind of weird and it's kind of neat. And I like that kind of shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. So, and, and sometimes, you know, you become enemies to the bitter end. You know what? I don't trust those people that you meet where it's just a little bit too like cozy. Like you remember when um, Finn met the pilot in that, the new star Wars movies and they, they just met 
and you're like, asking yeah, the wrong person. Do, okay, okay. Well, anyways, it's like the, the director was like, "Yeah, I don't care if we develop the uh, you know friendship between these two guys. Why don't we just like in the second scene make it seem like they're brothers? How about we do that? Like you know, because <laughs> I don't well, I don't buy that from people. I think people that are like that during the first impression that are all like, yeah, man, I feel like I don't know, you know, like we're connecting." Like we're connecting somehow, you know what I mean? Like those fucking yeah. guys, I hate them. I the guys that want to rub the crystal <laughs> on your like sore shoulder, you know? Fucking yeah, guys. I hate those. Guys. Well, first of all, I, I am the wrong guy to have a Star Wars conversation with. I've never seen one second of one movie, so there's that. Okay, <laughs> okay, there's that. That's that's honest. That's honest. Yeah, that's- no, it is. And and I've always debated whether I should jump the shark and and go and 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 finally cave and do it, but I don't I don't think so. I'm just it's just not my jam, you know. Well, they they didn't jump the shark until the Phantom Menace, if that makes you feel any better. So you yeah, it really doesn't. It's all Greek to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so it almost sounds, James, like you have to be your enemy first before you get to become really good friends with you. Well, it's like it's like a, it's like boot camp, you know. Yeah, sure. We're still on the same team, but that's a little rough. Yeah, a little you're, rough. And, and you're the type of fella you've you've had haven't had the greatest of upbringings, and and you've you've been open about it. What uh, the fuck do you know, Ozzy? What do you know? What did you hear? What have you heard? Well, I didn't hear nothing. I've, a lot of people were saying stuff. Read. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah, you threw me off. I forget what I was saying. Uh, yeah, I haven't said that part. But, but oh, I forget what I was saying. <laughs> uh, it's good for you. <laughs> One nothing. Well, that was a funny funny little accent though. <laughs> Uh, and, and and our our boy uh, Stone One A One says I can't remember his name from Edmonton. Uh, he says James doesn't look stoned at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I can fix that. Yeah, no, yeah. Please do. Uh, I've got my handy pen here. Uh, so let's get to anyways uh, to end that part of the segment. I am super thankful that you came around, told Bonzarelli, Greg, Gregory. Um, and, uh, dude, uh, I I think I can sit here and call you a friend. Uh, I love talking to you out of the show. And we have quite a few times and you've been we've had a, a couple of really cool chats and I and and all jokes aside and stuff. I really do appreciate your friendship and you're you're a great dude. So thank you. Oh, no problem. Why is that it? Where, you're, you're kicking me no, off? No, that's not oh, it. Okay. I'm just saying from, from that time, now we're going to move on. Really, okay. That's really a goodbye sentiment, Bonzi. Really? You know, like, well, I, that I for later. It. Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll, I was going to even butter you up more later. I haven't been a okay, guest so- on a podcast that hasn't been about politics. I don't know. In like a year, this is like. Oh no, no, no! I went on a show. I went on Chris's show. The guy so, that does it over the shoulder. Let's jump into that, dude. Yeah. You're smart. Like you're really smart, and and you're politically smart too. Where's that come from, and and why the love for politics? Wow, it's a um, weird game, isn't it? The I think the politics part is because when I found out that the people that you elect can have a say in how they control as- certain aspects of your life. Um, I-, I was like, oh, well, then why wouldn't everyone always pay attention to this? And then you find out it's really boring, <laughs> right? But then something happens, I think, like, for me, what happened was is uh, I started, when I was, like, in grade seven, started looking at the the news, like the, you know, like the six o'clock news, especially from the States, and I liked the way it was delivered and I liked like, you know, I don't know. I was just interested in it. And then, you know, things like along the way, you know, you get to high school and stuff, the Monica Lewinsky case and stuff like, and all these other things on TV sort of like piqued my interest to want to know who had what power. And 
and what levers they pulled. And then you start looking into some of these politicians and it's just like, they have the craziest backstories. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, and I've always had a big mouth. Like when, when I got in trouble in school, it was, it wasn't because I beat the shit out of some kid or something like that. It was because I, I used to mouth off and I used to speak my mind. And if they told me not to speak my mind, I would just do it speak more, it, speak it even louder. One time what, what in, uh, in grade 11. So I got kicked out of my high school. Back then, you couldn't get kicked out of your high school. You couldn't get expelled until you were 16. And my birthday was in the summertime. And my high school actually sent me a letter like a week after my birthday saying that my presence will no longer be tolerated at, at the high school. <laughs> I I had like 21 suspensions in grade 9. What? I had like 19 and grade 10 or something like that they weren't all three days obviously because that's like almost i hope my parents are listening right now see i wasn't that bad but it was all my mouth and then so then i went to the school and there was a teacher i'll still i still don't understand this i'm still hot about this (laughs) to be be honest with you like if i saw that guy i'd be like what the fuck man what the fuck was that because um we were doing shakespeare and he was talking about rhyming patterns and and uh, it was these stanzas. I don't remember which play or whatever it was, but one stanza ended with the word proved, like P R O V E D, and the next line ended with the word loved. So I raised my hand and I'm like, So some of these rhymes are visual rhymes, right? And he's like, No. And I'm like, Well, you just prove love, prove, like, isn't that just like a visual rhyme or did they pronounce it differently back then where they were like proved loved like were they doing that shit and he's like and he like just looked at me like he was and he had the book up and he's like no and i was like well how could it be neither right so i i raised my hand again he's like yes james and i'm like I, are you sure that it's not visual he's like yes it's not i'm like okay proved go to the office <laughs> i go to the office it was a Catholic school where you had to wear your uniform, and I just kind of never did. I was like the only guy in the school who never wore never wore the uniform. I'd always I'd do this thing where I was like, "No, you know, my parents couldn't afford to pick it up from the cleaners because it was grocery day that day." Like I would, say, and they knew I was joking, right? It was a, we we convinced one of my teachers that my nickname was Bobcat, so she just called me Bobcat for the entire time I was hilarious. So were you like this from birth, James? Like, were you a, a, just a little nightmare to your parents for you, uh, and stuff? Or was did this come as you got into your teen years and or, or, or middle school years, I guess, and went to school and was just like, fuck, this is I'm not here to learn. I'm here to fuck around and, and make fun of people and stuff, because it seems like you've had this wit and gift to you since since birth. Um. <laughs> Thank you. I, but I, yeah. I should say I should I should say I'm technically a high school graduate who'd like dropped out of I didn't really drop out of my first Maybe. year of college. I didn't really <laughs> no. drop out of my first year of college. I I, I just kind of like went like twice a week, but only just to walk around the campus. I never actually looked <laughs> <laughs> at the girls. I don't know. No, I had I had a girlfriend. I, I was like I, I didn't like myself when I was that age. I was like 19. Really? And yeah, like I wasn't, uh, I wasn't trustworthy. I was arrogant. I'm still sort of arrogant, but I'm measured about it. Like I'm just not arrogant just to be an arrogant person. And I kind of yeah. was back then. I was chirpy, you know, sure. Chir- chirpy. Uh, and I hung funny. out with all these gar- giant guys that were like between six, two and six, six, like 200 to two seventy. 
and then meat. Yeah. <laughs> right. And the rest of them are these big. So, you know, like, I don't know. Like you, 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 felt, you say, yeah, I, I felt like Stonehenge would just surround me. Sure, you felt whenever, safe. You whenever. can say whatever the hell you want, and you're not yeah, going to get your ass kicked because you got Stonehenge surrounding you. <laughs> That's true. That's right. And I, dude, again, it goes back to we have so many things in common, and this is the same. I was a smart mouth little bastard in school. If I had a supply teacher, it was game on. Boy, oh boy, did I after have to be on have to be on my A game that day, and she was getting it. I had I had tricks and jokes up my sleeve, you know. Um, and then yeah. I had friends that were a lot bigger than me, which wasn't hard because I was only of all five foot five, six, even shorter were you in high in school. Scarborough, no, West Hamilton. Hill, Hamilton. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. We know some of the same people. I think then they're like I that's bet. in Dundas, isn't it? Just before Dundas. In fact, we do know somebody, and I I can't remember who it is right now, but uh, we uh, know we know the godmother, the godmother there. Uh, who? You said one day you're like, holy, oh, you know, it's it's um, it's 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 Naomi from Toronto. Yeah. That's who yeah. we're uh, music. But also the person. high school you went to, Michael Cherm, Westdale Warriors, that, home of uh, yeah. Martin Short, went to uh, Westdale. Ah, that's interesting. Yep. I heard he's a dick, Martin Short. Really? Yeah. Huh. I, don't I don't know. I never met the fella. Well, uh, I like to define people by these anecdotal moments that people tell me happen, and I don't know if they're true, and just define them. Well, and I, I, I wasn't there, but I have one of my childhood friends owns a fine dining restaurant. I pump it on the show all the time. Shakespeare's fine dining. Uh, Martin yeah. Short has been a regular guest there has for years and years and years. All I've ever heard is nothing but amazing stories about how kind and awesome and generous Martin Short is. So <laughs> take it for what it is. I don't like my sources anyways. No, it was, actually it was Dean. <laughs> but he said it on the show. He said it on the show. It was that's just that he was like trying isn't, to like. Isn't everybody to Dean like that? Dean's a different cat. Um, I don't know. How did Maybe. you? I, how, so it leads me into this. I, I, we don't need to go there. How did you and Dean ever meet and and get into this and end up doing? You know, you're an integral part of his podcast now. Uh, it's been huge. Number two uh, in the, in Canada, by the way. You, him, and Locke. How did this ever come about? Um. So it's funny because Dean and I talked about this the other day and um, he, cause I told him, I don't remember. And then he said <laughs> that he read something of mine and then contacted me. And then I just decided to check like uh, my email and just go back in the, and it was actually like almost three years ago. I had asked him if he had like the documents just to, to go with one of the articles that he had uh, put on his site and then he would, he told me that uh, such and such would send it to me. And then we didn't really talk for another like four months. And then he emailed me and said, uh, yeah, I just read something. And uh, yeah. And, and then we worked together for a little bit podcasting. And then we kind of just like we're doing our own thing for like five months or something. And then boom, back with uh, him and Lachlan. And it's been great. It yeah. really has. Man. Yeah. Lachlan, I couldn't have asked for a better situation, to be honest with you, because. I don't have any broadcast experience. Like, yeah. I, I just, you know, I'm, and so, and not that I'm like nervous, not that I haven't been in front of cameras a bunch of times, but it's not like it's ever been my job or anything or, or radio. Like it's, it's never been my job, but it, you know, to have two guys with like four decades of experience to like, yeah. to ride with them, I'll, I'll take it. I'll let them think that I'm their Gilligan once in a while. If it means <laughs> on the show, give a fuck. Ditto. Oh, lies. Anyways, gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> exactly and if they didn't love us james they wouldn't be picking on us the way they do 
So yeah, listen, I, I don't know it. why you keep on putting me in your apple cart, Bonzi. I haven't <laughs> even seen what they did to you yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, except for except for all that shit about vaccines and all that shit. Yeah, about say, the, you've uh, seen it, dude. I get hit pretty hard, but when I'm not on and it's just you, you get it harder. Like Locke doesn't get picked on by Dean nearly as much, uh, but you do. And I do. So we are we are definitely in the same pot, mister. I'm bodying you on your own show right now if it makes you feel any better. I'm just kidding. Yeah, sure. Thank <laughs> you. I feel I'm just kidding. Fantastic. Don't say Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what? I, I was trying to figure out what you remind me of. If you took off your hat, take off your hat. For oh, dude, are you going to make me do this? Really? Okay. Hold yeah, on. I got less hair than you do. How about that for a forehead? I well, that, if you put on if you put on a bad hairpiece, you would kind of look like the final thought for Jerry Springer show. You know, because he, <laughs> he has his glasses. Or is that a full on James? Uh, it was the best part of the show. Best part of the show. Zuka, right there. No, Just the made Bonzi take off his hat and look like an ass in front of fucking all Still the ladies funny. don't need to know I'm struggling up top. I got a full party in the back, bud. It's going it's going solid back. I conditioned today too. And it's really oh, extra wow. fluffy and soft. Yeah. Oh wow. Except that, the only that... person that gets to feel it is me. <laughs> it's a, such a waste. Yeah, well, why I don't understand why why aren't you shaving it? Is your head shaped like a fucking like like a stress ball or something? Like... Dude, you know what? Let me try and put up a I can ah uh, fuck it. I'm not gonna do it. Uh maybe I could get glassy. Go to my Facebook and grab uh even from yesterday some of the pictures. Um uh, dude, I don't know if I look bald good bald or not. I was bald as a cucumber for two plus years in Nicaragua. <laughs> I was dude. and um came home I've... from Nicaragua, lived in my parents' basement and stopped shaving my head. First of all, I wasn't allowed upstairs and there wasn't a, a plethora of sinks and stuff to to bick your head. Uh, how so bad I was your cut... coke problem in Nicaragua? Oh, it wasn't terrible. Uh, a million times worse people there. Uh, you ran, that, you that ran a bar in Nicaragua and your coke habit wasn't terrible? No, it wasn't. Uh, wow. I mean, I, I could still survive it every day. And it, I was I was a different... Uh, I wasn't a coke addict. I was a lover. Did you just say you did uh, it every day? No, no. I oh, didn't okay. do it every day. I was going to say oh, okay. I wasn't a coke addict, but I was that person who enjoyed to do it when the time presented itself or it was right. And um, so if, if I were... Yeah, the weekends, but but yeah, no, it it just depended. And just three, I four times my own joke. Me mom's watching, <laughs> but they know by now. I had I had addiction problems. I had issues. I had PTSD yeah. that I didn't know, and and yeah, I did cocaine, and I'm sorry. Um, sorry, I'm sorry. For, yeah, Why would you I mean, sorry? shit. And it cocaine's was, yeah, like uh, like it's, it's the greatest drug for like three point eight seconds, and then it's yeah, just the devil right. the rest of the time. You know. Yeah, but I was really one of those guys, James, who if it was in my possession. It didn't have to be destroyed before I went to bed. And whether that was one, two, or three days later, um, I was, oh, I was guy definitely who, that guy. I was definitely yeah, that guy. Oh, uh, I wasn't. I could, have a, I could have a gram in my pocket for two or three days. Um, but then I could also uh, go on a little bender with some friends and, and do a 24-hour. But I'm, I, I, I'm getting old, James. I'm in my 40s, and I was down there. And listen, the crash and the recovery sucks balls. And it just wasn't my, it turned out to not be my favorite jam anymore. And I'll never do it again. Uh, I'm over. I haven't done it in so long. Um, I probably will. Fun while last. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Cause like I haven't done it in years, like not a shit ton of years, but like, I don't know, three, maybe two. I don't know. But no, it wasn't like a lot or anything. It was like someone gave me a couple lines or something, but um, maybe because I didn't do cocaine anonymous or alcoholics anonymous i don't really have this big hang up about a streak you know like 
I don't have, and, and you know, cause they, they, they have sort of like a, I don't know what you would call it. Like a program, the program for Alcoholics Anonymous is like all those steps and the steps sort of like, I guess, strengthen each other, each step strengthens the next or whatever. And you have to sort of like look at it as the, the whole one day at a time thing um, because you're powerless and then you have to believe in a higher power. And it, it keeps on going to this place where I'm just like, well, why do you have to actually, they call it a relapse. I don't know. Maybe I call it a wedding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not built like where, like if I, if I do blow twice more in the rest for the rest of my life, Oh, what's wrong with that? I don't know. Yeah. I like, I feel like for some people it's a slippery slope, but now for me, I feel like alcohol was the real enemy. Right. Like it wasn't, it, it, I know that sounds almost ridiculous, but I have never, ever wanted to do cocaine when I haven't been drunk ever yeah. in yeah. my life. <laughs> so you get rid of alcohol and they're like, oh, great. I got rid of cocaine. And then you got rid of cocaine. You're like, oh, great. I got rid of sexually charged thoughts, you know, uh, yeah. late at night, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Right. Great. So it just like I knocked down that first domino in the other direction and, the, and nothing. And it was all fine in the and Yeah. As long as I don't get drunk in a place that has lots of cocaine and girls, Available. I guess I should be okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not go. going, I'm not going to Philly. <laughs> well, congrats on your, your uh, soberness. I know you had a moment back. You talked about it on, and you're showing in your writing back at Christmas, I guess a couple of years ago and you've been sober since. So uh, good on you for that. And uh, except for that back. one mushroom episode, because I don't believe in streaks. Remember, I, I, it, I, it was like three light beers and shrooms. And I was like, I'm not sure what are you talking about. That's how I like, Remember when you got, you got booted off Dean's podcast one that's day. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so, uh, so let's talk shrooms for a hot minute because uh, you're you're a fan. Um, and also, I've never met anybody that can do more mushrooms in one sitting than you. So yeah. I don't know if that you want to take that as a congratulations or a. Uh, no, I, I don't. I wouldn't go that far. I, I don't know how that happened because when I was young, it wasn't like that at all. But we talked. Yeah, sorry, we yeah. talked two weeks ago on the weekend, if I may, and and you were, oh, Bonnie just did five grams of mushrooms. Want to do a podcast? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, dude, Actually, I was going like so this. much. Hello, Bonzi. It's James. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't even like that at all because it was just kind of mild, right? It wasn't. Yeah, crazy. you even said. That tells me, folks. He goes, oh, Bonzo, I'm on five grams of mushrooms. Want to do a podcast? And sadly, I was in ultimate pain. It just wasn't in the cards. Um, Anything I felt. I was on five grams of mushrooms. Five grams. Dude, I almost died on two grams. And you're sitting here talking to me, having a conversation on five. And he goes, yeah, it was fun for a little bit. And then and then I just got tired and went to bed. And you were with Mike Bullard at the time. Did he even know you were on five grams of shrooms? Okay, just between me, you, and whoever um whoever <laughs> sorry whoever, did I, did I thousands of people that will eventually listen to this including maybe mike bullard sorry dude. i pretended i like he didn't know i was tripping and yeah. i pretended that i was like like I, i'm like you can have the bedroom and i'll sleep on the couch and he's like he's like james i'm not i'm not gonna let a man sleep in his own house and not sleep in a bed i'll take the couch and i'm just like fuck you bullard you're taking the bedroom and so then he <laughs> went out and he because because a friend of his lives close by and when he when i saw his headlights i closed my computer and i lied down on the couch and i pretended to be asleep <laughs> <laughs> and then awesome. not only that but just for fun i pretended that his like bang in the bathroom woke me up and then, so yeah. i was like this 
And then I heard a bang, and I was like, and then I got into character before he saw me, and I was like, oh, fuck, man. Is that you? Fuck, what time is it? That's awesome. <laughs> so I didn't want to stay up. I just didn't want to. I wanted to just veg out and watch a movie with my headphones. It's wild. And I, and it's so sad wild. because I used to love mushrooms uh, back in the day, high school, a little older, going to – I never went to a – I never I, – so many hip concerts that I went to in my life, uh, OLP and stuff, fired up on mushrooms. But it wasn't that it, I it wasn't I was in a zone and I loved it and it was fantastic. And then I, I have the incident where, um, you know, I wasn't diagnosed until God, t- 10, not 10, six, seven years later. Uh, but I, I remember watching the kid getting hit and killed by the train. Never touch mushrooms again for for, I think, six, seven, eight, eight years because I already knew what mushrooms did to me. And and it, the fact that that may come up or happen and I'd be with people and ruin their time because of my bad trip, uh, which I never really had on mushrooms, but I knew it was there and the potential was there, especially after what happened. Uh, I really never touched them again until I, I m- dropped two grams of chocolate mushrooms by accident and almost died. <laughs> yeah, I am under the you told I remember that story and I'm under the belief that just people in general, um, bad trips are often psychosomatic. Um, They are like, you'll latch on to a a, a momentary uncomfortable feeling and exploit it and ride in only that. And that is like, and then your physical will sort of like, it will feel like it's reacting, you know? So you're like, Oh, this is just so much potency, but it's really like the same with weed. We it's funny because shrooms and weed are obviously not alike at all, but weed is similar when people like say they get like paranoid on weed, yeah, well, with, yeah, it's it's their thoughts Same that, thing. that make yeah. them think that their heart is coming out of their chest because they they're like, well, I'm gonna lose my job. Uh, my friends, my 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 husband is gonna find out that I'm cheating on him, or whatever the fuck it may be, right? Like they <laughs> they get and and it makes them panicky. And shrooms and acid is like that. But also, when I was young, I, I and you were probably the same. Um, shrooms made me look outward. I wanted to mm-hmm. laugh. I wanted to like look at things. I wanted to do that kind of stuff and walk around nature and shit. But when I'm, I'm 45 now and I'm like, you know, for the last 10 years or whatever, it's all about looking inward. It's totally different. I want to do shrooms when I'm by myself or like at nighttime or with like one other person at the most, but pref- preferably most of the time, like unless it's a party or something, I'd rather just do them by myself you know, and like study visuals and like look at the eye floaties that make, and it's just all these, you know, interesting thoughts that you have about your own ego and, you know, what you're offering. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's totally different. It's like a different drug altogether. Yeah. From then until now. Is it with mushrooms and weed, they are, they are so different, but yet alike. And, and I think you, you're so so at 45, and you're sitting here chucking five grams down your your gullet alone. Isn't that weird? And, is, and no. now I understand what you're saying. You know what's you weird? Your that. fucking glasses and your hair. That's what's fucking weird, Bonzi. <laughs> what do you mean? What is it? Is it weird? I don't know if it's no. weird. I don't know why I have such a tolerance. I, if you would even call it that, maybe I have a biochem that's. I have no fucking glasses. idea. I'll be blind for the rest of the show. How's that? Yeah, that's now all better. the fucking I'm blind. fuzzy and I can't see who's watching. I have the worst <laughs> eyesight ever, Lachlan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> that's what I look like right now after having him on for a while. You fuck. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> um, 
yeah. So it's it's just a different drug altogether. I think like it, it's not it, it's not the same as it was, and you just have to know how to use it. And the again the the five gram thing. I like to go to outer space, so I might not yeah. even have like a big tolerance to it. I don't like to just trip out for like three or four hours. I like to have at least an hour and a half of just straight up. I am in the land of cartoons. And also I am not the one making this narrative. Like, you know, and, and, and forget yourself. I forgot my name once when I was on ketamine. That wasn't that, that fun. Twice. I liked it. I, I didn't like it, it at all. No? I was sitting here studying my reflection. I was like 24. I did this big giant line. I thought it was blow, but it was K. And, uh, <laughs> It was like a quarter There's gram a of it was right there, it was like a quarter gram of K, in, in wow just like that and yeah, I I, I paced I paced up and down uh, Adelaide Street in Toronto because I was uh, I was uh, I was managing electronic music DJs and throwing raves during this time in my life and I walked up and down we were throwing at the living room actually and and I would catch myself in the reflection of this door. And for like a half an hour, I'd stop every time because I'd pace back and forth and I'd look at, at the reflection and it was me, obviously. And I was just like, what is Shocking. what is my name? I didn't know my name. And it wasn't like I was panicking. I had my hands in my pockets and I was just like, oh, that's fucked up. I don't know my name. Okay. I guess wow. I'll just keep pacing. Yeah. Good that's the, you're lucky you're not locked up in a mental institution from those kind of days wandering around like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, probably they just give you that charcoal stuff. It's weird, man. Like, uh, that's you know what's funny that that same night, I was standing outside the bar that had like these like I don't know if you remember the living room, but it had like these uh, floor to ceiling thing shutters that came up so that you could sort of be on a, a landing looking into this place and i was looking yeah. at my friend laura sitting in a booth and she was facing me and she's like hi james and i was like oh fuck and i go like this and when i stop rubbing my eyes i'm sitting beside laura and sh and i'm looking at the place that i was standing 20 feet away but for me it happened in like three seconds while i was rubbing my eyes and laura's like you it took you like eight minutes to walk here <laughs> it's just like <laughs> holy fuck what did that look like she's like people thought you were meditating like those <laughs> slow walkers that like meditate because they take forever to take like 10 steps it takes them like five minutes or something like and i was like oh let's just go with that <laughs> sure okay. do you ever wish yeah. you had footage of that so you could look back on it and go holy shit look at me no I'm fucked up no <laughs> no not not at all <laughs> not Hi, at pal. all there, my dog just jumped up here and almost knocked my computer off hi how are you Wait I like your interview. dog. Your dog's name is Tucker. That's hilarious. Is he named yeah. after uh, Darcy Tucker? PJ Darcy. Tucker? No, Darcy. Oh, really? Back in the day, that's where. Yeah, Tucker saw thirteen next uh, two months, November thirty first, and um, oh, wow. yeah, he is. So he back in that era of the Leafs and the love Darcy Tucker. Well, a great why determination. Did I, why did I hear you say before I came on that you were like? You, you still think of offing yourself? Are you serious? I'm not being no, funny. No, that, uh, no, a year and a half. Uh, back when oh. I came uh, back from, from Nicaragua, I was in a dark, dark place. Uh, you know, I came from raging alcoholic central to, but functioning, uh, running an awesome bar, having the greatest time. And then all of a sudden, it was just a huge crash. I was trapped in my parents' basement. Didn't know what the hell was it going to do. Didn't know how long the pandemic was going to last. I, I really went dark. You know, I went from 
running this awesome bar and being surrounded by people and being me every day, making people laugh and drinking at the same time um, to 14 days of locked in my parents' basement. And I went dark quickly. Uh, and, and you say you went dark. Were you consuming drugs? Were you, were you like drugs, just, uh, just, just uh, uh, copious amounts of alcohol day and night? Cause I was so bored. You couldn't do anything down there. You can only watch so many movies and shit and the YouTube stuff in a day. Uh, I had no job, had nothing to do to occupy my time. And so I was just getting more wasted and more wasted, smoke more weed. Um, yeah, it was I just, think I was could bad. do solitaire. I could do solitarily yeah, confinement if I had a laptop. Really? I'm not I sure could. I still could. I need, uh, it's like the sun for me. Some people are like, need the sun to function and operate. And I need people, dude. Uh, I don't do alone well. And um, I was, yeah, I don't I was either. getting more and more and more depressed and drinking more and more and more. And my PTSD was coming out more and more. The nightmares were getting worse and worse. And uh, I just wasn't happy. Even though I was in my comfort of my parents' home, yeah, I wasn't happy, and I was in a I was in a bad place. I was for sure. And this show, I started doing it, and it was a debacle at first. Good lord! But it, I just kept going, and people started to pay attention. And I was this. I was real and raw and honest, and and I talked about my struggles and how I was fucking wanted to. I'd go to bed every night in my parents' basement, James, praying not to wake up, and let let somebody else take the cancer, or uh, I'll take the cancer. Couldn't you? Couldn't couldn't you find a gun? I'm just kidding. Thank you. No, thank God I couldn't. <laughs> Anyways, enough of that. No, I know. I'm just kidding. I, I, I like, I, no, you know, no, 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 no. I I like levity, but sometimes you know, I got to pick my spots better. Clearly, um, but it's all good. Bro. I know how that. I know how that feels. I know exactly how that feels. And I hope no, most because people don't ever have I, to go through that. Yeah, because I was hard on myself for. So long, and then I would do stupid things, and it would like confirm my own bias against myself. And then uh, yeah. see, fucking worth nothing, man. Like yeah. and that's the voice that was in my, you know, you know, in my head. So I know, I know what you mean. I know what you. You mean. know what saved me too is not only the show though was now that I had a microphone and and I had a, a platform a bit, but I also was like, well, damn, I'm sitting here, and and I would do three shows a week because I was so bored, and 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 I did put work and effort into it and uh right from the get-go but i also found that well dude i got a microphone i used to be on radio i've done some commercials and stuff in the past i got paid for nicely and i thought well shit you're sitting here doing nothing so i, I just i built a, a profile on upwork and some other places and and lo and behold dude not like uh, two days later i've got work and then it and now, and now look at me i mean it's a year and a half plus so what, even longer not now shit um, it's and here I am, you know, uh, on the Dean Blood uh, Network. I, I've got a ton of scripts, and it's been a blessing. It saved my life. I, I, I think what you're doing. I think what you're doing is awesome. Um, I think Dean and uh, and Lachlan during one of their moments of uh, let's create something out of thin air, paste it onto James's face. Um, <laughs> said that I wouldn't have done what you did. Uh, I couldn't because I don't have a driver's license. But um, other than that, <laughs> that, if I was single. I totally would have done what you did. That that is exactly my speed. Just wandering yeah. into some to, to the United States like during a pandemic on a bus. Fuck yeah, sign me up. If I was single with no kids, I'd be your I'd be your driver. I'd, I'd get uh, a license, maybe. <laughs> you would get a license just for that. <laughs> yeah, now, I would. Listen, I, go ahead. I, I I was just gonna say I moved to Los Angeles on like four hours notice once. Wow, and how long did yeah. that last? 
and I crossed the border with an expired birth certificate. <laughs> How long did you last in LA after uh, making that decision so quickly? Uh, I, I, I lived in Los Angeles and then I lived in South Beach uh, and I was gone for like a year. Oh, wow. Good for you. Experience must have been amazing. And Brad wants to know, how the F are you in Killaloo without a driver's license? I, I wanted the same. I don't um, know how you've done it, dude, I, all these years. Um, It forces you to become a little bit more resourceful or a little bit more choosy on when you leave the house and for what. You know, Do you so, thumb it ever? Uh, I, no. No? Never? I, I'm No. <laughs> the thing is, I... I don't care as much as other people care, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I had a license when I was younger, when I was like 17 to like 22. And then I let it lapse because I was dating this environmentalist person. And, uh, yeah. she, you know, I don't know. I was like, shit, I got to renew this. And she's like, why would you bother? You live in Toronto and you know, you don't need a car here. It's going to cost you like an extra $800 just to do it. Why don't you come back to bed? And I was like, fuck it. You know? So I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I let it lapse. And then I was living in Toronto for the next 15 years or whatever. And, uh, you know, it, it, yeah. it never came up literally because I live in Toronto. So do you have an e-bike? No, you don't even have an no. e-bike, bro. No, I have Lord. legs. I'm you and me feet. are different. We're different in that way. I'll tell you right now. A uh, couple more things before I let you go. I, I we got to talk about Bullard. But before that, I have to let everybody know, dude, you're a librarian in a prison. How does one twice a week get a job as a librarian in a prison? Okay, I can't tell if you're, if you're joking because you're not in the know or no, because you no, are I love in the it. know. I don't, I'm not in the know. I really am not. I'll tell you the truth. I, okay. uh, but I'm dying it's to not know. A it's not a prison. It's a library. Lachlan just calls it the prison library. Oh, fuck. I didn't know. See, I you're, you're letting them win. This is why they're winning, Bonzi. I'm so embarrassed right now. <laughs> fuck, I should have asked you off, off air. God damn it. I legit oh. thought, and I had all these questions lined up here. I'm like, so are you in like one of them country club prisons or are they? Are nice you research, a, your life <laughs> Hey, by the way, in I, the balls when I, hey, there's Bonzi bald as a cucumber. Oh, my God. You're my fucking stunt double. I, I know, dude. We could be twins. Look at okay. that. Okay, Can I just can I just say something? And I'm not joking. This is the real me. Yeah. Shave your stupid fucking head, Bonzi. Don't be a fucking <laughs> idiot. Shave your I, head, Milhouse's dad. Like what are you doing? Like that, Look how I? blue you are, Milhouse's dad, Mr. Van dude. Houten. You got to stop with that shit. Look at you. You look like Stone Cold's little cousin. And it's still okay. <laughs> I know I could kick some ass. I like my curly locks at the back. Like, okay, hold on. No one else look, does. Look at look at the nice flow. Look at that flow, yo. Come on. That's yo. nice flow, bud. Like I'll send you this. Okay, it's not so sharp I'll, on top. I'll, I'll, I'll save <laughs> but it's this for you. At the back, isn't it? <laughs> I'll I'll say I'll save this for you, this big giant bud. That's lovely, by if the way. If you Yes, if you <laughs> shave your head, I will personally Dry that. I just took it off today, and I will put it in jars, and I'll cure it if you shave your head. But you have forty-eight wow. hours, and if you don't do it, you're so stupid. Are you fucking kidding? You look sexy as a bald man. We oh, could do wow. fraud okay, well, with our actual heads. I I wish I felt the same way. Um, let's leave it up to the ladies, shall, or even the guys. What do you think, bald Bonzi or Goldie Flowing Locks Bonzi? You guys be the judge. And, hey, lady, uh, should Bonzi wait, take I'll... off his locks or should he? 
keep them for some feel, fucking reason. You're not like, Samson. Shave well, that shit. Sound like Lachlan back in 1989 in in um in in, in, in a deep, Leanne, uh, North Alberta. Knows the shit. Look at Leanne. <laughs> look at look at Library Hot Leanne says I'd sleep with you. Yeah, I'm shaving my head right, right now. As soon as I get off the show, That's it's right. coming off. <laughs> Leanne, how fast can he be on a flight bald, bonzi. to California? Baldy. Come on, Baldy. Everybody wants to shave it. What? I'm shocked by yes. this. I am Come not on. shocked by this, and I don't know how you are. You don't look at yourself. Come on, Bonzi. I don't. I try not to look in the mirror a whole lot. Uh, once in a while, I do have to I get some self love. Yeah, I sound mean right now, Bonzi, but I'm sorry. But but no, it's not mean. But, I'm, I'm taking this all in. Joe Q. Public says uh, lose the skullet. That's my new best friend, Joe Q. Public. I don't know who he is, but I love him. <laughs> Whether he yells at me okay. or loves me, I don't care. Uh, if you're confident okay. in your hair, then you have to do the rest of the podcast without your hat on. No fucking way. Not a chance in then the world. Shave your fucking head. There's your answer right there. And by the way, yeah. I just like to say that golf, you're not in the Mecca of golf. It's golf, right? It'd be a little more like the Vatican of golf, right? Okay. Well, there we go. You, you, like I said, you're way smarter than me. So thank you for correcting me on that. Okay. Before we leave, we did, but we've talked about you and Bullard. Uh, he spent some time at your house whilst you were on five grams of mushrooms, by the way. Um, how did this yeah. all come about? So every, I'm, we're not going to get into the whole story. Mike, Mike Bullard's gone through a tough time, obviously. Uh, he was shunned by the media. He's gone through a really shit time. And thanks to you, Dean, and uh, the whole network, uh, you guys had him on. And it turned into, and you've taken it, taken it a step, taken it. You've taken it a step further. <laughs> and you and Mike are. I'm from are, Prince George. I was, I took in a train over there. And uh, anyways, I took the train over there. I did. Um, anyways, jokes aside, you are writing a book. Uh, so it's how does this work? Is Mike sit there and just ramble at you and you're, or do you soak it all in? I, I walk me through this little process with Mike. I Bullard, try my, I try my best to gap. make him. Yeah. Well, I, I try my best to make him feel like he's actually doing some work. Um, hard sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we actually work really well together. Uh, we have a, like it was really fluid from the beginning and it's not like a ghost write, it's a co-write. So there are like, you know, X number of chapters and some of the chapters are uh, more like a personal aspect and uh, some of the chapters are more of like a legal or media sort of perspective. And so we sort of go back and forth. Um, you know, it, it won't necessarily be like him, me, him, me, but like, you know, some chapters will be written by him, some by myself. And um, I don't know, like it's an interesting... It's, he's had an interesting go at it because of all that stuff with, um, you know, with being charged with doing something he didn't do and, right. you know, the rep and all that kind of stuff. But he's also flawed. And I don't mean that in any sort of like horrible, creepy or legal way or anything like that. But he's like, yeah. he's like what I, he's what I call organically belligerent. Does because that he doesn't come from what he, does that he, doesn't come from what he went through, James, to sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Yeah, it, it totally does. Um, or maybe because his friends say that he's back to the old Mike and it's like, okay, he was a bombastic fucking ball buster back then. That's okay though. Cause yeah. so am I, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah, right. it's totally fine. And, um, and I honestly think that part of the reason that he went through all that shit is because his, um, bombastic presence. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. He's just like, you know, when Bullard's there, you know, like if yeah. there's no mistake, he's a bull, he's a Bullard in a China shop. <laughs> right. <Yeah. I> <laughs> and, uh, 
and and but I don't. I think it, it, that personality type maybe maybe it was fucking easy um, yeah. to to do what they did because he's kind of salt of the earth too. So what you see is what you get. You know what I mean? Like he's the same guy on TV as he is off. Same guy on stage as he is off. Like there's no mystery. So he seems like such a lovable, fun teddy bear dude that. You know, he just loves to engage. He'd tickle his belly and he'd be like, hee hee, you know. Like, well, yeah. so, <laughs> but I know you have a different side to it because you've spent some serious time with him. And not only at your house, but also you guys rendezvoused to a place in, I think, Sabo Beach together, right? Yep. We, we went to, we, we, me, him, and his lawyer actually um, went to uh, this nice beach house. It was really fucking nice, actually. Um, and uh, that's where we started working on the book. So I just did like hours and like 50 or 60 hours of uh, interviews with him and a couple other people. And uh, yeah, it was neat. Um, you know, that because we had never met in person before that. So he came oh, on wow. the podcast because uh, so at first I invited him. Um, actually, at first I was like to Dean and Lachlan, listen, I'm, I'm going to invite Bullard on. And they were kind of like, and they, we said this on another podcast, so I'm not talking out of school or anything, but they were like, and I think especially Lachlan was like, are you sure we want to have like, a, you know, someone who like stalks somebody? And I was sort of familiar with um, the innards of Bullard's story because I knew a researcher that had worked on his case. And I knew a lawyer who was sort of like a friend of mine and who's no longer with us, um, who was working on the case. And I, I knew that there was like a lot of bullshit that was, that was going on with it. And then when I, so they said, fine, they, they gave a tentative. Yes. And I'm like, it'll be fine. And then when I contacted Bullard and was like, okay, this date or whatever, he get gets a hold of me on that. He called me and he's like, are you going to sandbag me? Keep in mind, we don't know each other at all. And I'm like, what? He's like, is this a trap? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's Can't not blame him though. I, that I first, I giggled a little bit. I'm like, no dude, it's not, it's not a trap. <laughs> You know, uh, and by the way, that's a Star Wars line. And Star Wars, by the way, is a science fiction movie and it has a whole bunch of them, Bonzi. Wow. Um, yeah. And uh, maybe I'll my, shave my head this weekend and watch fucking Star Wars all uh, the entire time. <laughs> dude, my, my girlfriend has the best all time Star Wars joke. And she told it when she was just like you, um, who she had never seen any of them. And I made her watch like Empire Strikes Back, I think, first, because I just wanted her to like, not start off with bad acting Mark Hamill in the first one. And, uh, and she saw, so she saw Yoda and she's like, is that Choda? And I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, is that Choda? And I'm like, no, that's Yoda. And she's like, Oh, well, what's the difference? It's still just a small piece of skin. And I was <laughs> like, the greatest fucking joke I've ever oh, heard for someone that's been know. watching star Wars for an hour and a half. That was the greatest joke. That's Mike drop central right there. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Well, listen, dude, I won't keep you anymore. It's late there, and I can't thank you enough. This has been an absolute blast. I, I think everybody's enjoyed it. The comments have been great. It looks like looks like I'm shaving my goddamn head thanks to you, and we're going to yeah. be twins, mister. Put that picture up one more time and put lock, uh, James, put your head right beside it, and we can see how much we look alike. I thought you didn't there like the fraudage. Hold on. Look at, look at that. That's actually kind of scary. Oh, you just need a goatee now, mister, and uh, we'll be twinsies. <laughs> no, no. I'm a I'm like 13% better looking. Just 13%. Just 13? Well, you wait till I lose a few more LBs, and maybe I'll even lose the goatee and everything or, or the, the, the scruff I got going on, and I'll be as handsome as Jamesy. 
I'm also 84% asshole, and I'm very sorry about that. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I don't have quite that much asshole in me. Yeah, I got a lot of asshole in me. Yeah, yeah. but that's okay, dude. And that's you. Oh, and and uh, right. I, oh, wait, hold on. I got so much yeah. asshole in me that my nickname is Elton John. Wow. Just kidding. I don't even know what that means. Really, I just made it up. I have no idea what that means. Uh, I had Arby's today. Okay, no, they I canceled didn't. us again. Look. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Yeah. Hey, Glassy, he just loves that. Oh, it's his new favorite thing. And, and he says, it's okay, uh, uh, Mr. Fonzie. Uh, I know I'm a producer in the show, but can I show that little thing once in a while? He gets such a kick out of it. So Who are you talking about? That's my boy here, Glassy, producing, oh. producing, producing the show. Gee, oh, hey, what's up, up, man? Hey, buddy. Hey, not- uh, first off, uh, your article, man, that was awesome. And I was totally on your side with that, like totally – Got where you were coming from. I'm going to oh. break up right now, and it really meant a lot. Just wanted uh, to like that. I'm sorry awesome. about that. I'm sorry about the break. I hate breakup pain. It's the worst one. <sighs> yeah. Pain there is. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's my boy, and he's been doing a that... great job tonight. Throwing up all those pictures. He found the bald-headed Bonzi, and now all the girls want me now. I'm That's telling it. you. I'm Who telling knew? you. All I had to do was shave my head to get some some puss around here. Dude, you were in te- <laughs> you were in Texas. <laughs> You should have shaved your head when you, as soon as you pulled up into oh, state line. Is this the Texas state line? Where, okay. where the hell was Leanne when when I was in Texas six months ago and I started this whole trip? I could have been getting laid the whole time if I had no hair. I think you're disparaging Leanne's character a little bit, you know, by oh, assuming that you would me. get. Yeah, well, she she would. She said so. All right, but maybe she just meant nap. <laughs> I, Okay. Like we live in dangerous times, Bonzi. You got to be careful. I know. I better be careful. Sorry, Leanne. I didn't mean any harm. Uh, Leanne, oh. if you want to me to him, give me a call. I can craft something up and pu- publish something for Shut you. Shut your mouth. Hey, Leanne, never mind that. Just DM me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck the me too. All DM. right, Bonzi. I, thank Dude, you, you're the for- best. Uh, no, I, I encourage everybody to go and uh, watch, read your article that you dropped on D. Blundell Network about a week, week and a bit ago. Dude, something it's heavy like stuff. Yeah. Um, it really is, and and uh, I, I don't. That's care when I was a Muslim. I was a Muslim. <laughs> All jokes aside, I don't care where you're at in life. If you're loving it, everything's great. If you're you're down in the dumps or you're in between, go and read this piece because James, it is you're a very intellectual fella, and you're also you can write like a champion, and it comes out in that article, and it's brilliant. So I encourage. I'm not going to sit here and rah-rah this Mumbai all night about it, but congratulations. It's a heavy, fantastic article, and you Thanks, should buddy. be proud. You Thanks, should buddy. be. All right, yeah. man. You have a good night, Doug. I appreciate that. I appreciate you what do. you do as well, and keep doing shit and risk your life a little bit more because it's entertaining. Okay? I appreciate that. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, everybody, that's James DeFiore. Uh, at James DeFiore. Blackball Media. You can go check him out there. And he's got his own podcast as well. Blackballed with James DeFiore. What a wonderful human being. Uh, funny how we started off. And it's funny where we are at now. I hope you all enjoyed that interview. I love that guy. And I'm super proud to be uh, a, a sidekick of, of his Lachlan's and Dean's once, twice a week on the Dean Blundell Network. Go check it out Monday to Friday, 3 p.m. You'll catch James there. Uh, James is three days a week because he's got the library gig. So he's there Monday, Tuesday, and Thursdays. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. James DeFiore, go check him out. It's the Boncast. That was a great time, wasn't it? I enjoyed that. Funny guy. Weird dude. And I love him for it. You can catch all my other podcasts, Boncasts, on Anchor. Also on the Dean Blundell Network. Go there. 
For sure. And you'll also be able to find them on my website that is going to be launched like tonight or tomorrow morning at the latest. <sighs> it's Saturday when I'm recording this, by the way. September the 18th. It's me dad's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, Pops. Hope you have a great birthday. Sad I won't get to, uh, to see you for it, but we'll FaceTime. And I sent them for dinner at Shakespeare's. Oh, Shakespeare's Fine Dining. By the way, folks, Shakespeare's Fine Dining is located in Hamilton, Ontario. Do yourself a favor. I don't care if you live in Timbuktu. Get on a plane, train, or any sort of automobile, or walk, for all I care, and get your ass to Shakespeare's Fine Dining. It's on Main Street in Hamilton. Owned by really good friends of mine, childhood friends of mine, uh, and the family. Leo, Christina, Peter, the dad, the mom, they'll all take fantastic care of you. Uh, the service is next to none. The food is even better. So do yourself a favor. Uh, the surf and turf to die for. The best Caesar salad you'll ever have. The shrimp cocktail. Oh, my. And the scallops. Huh. I think me mom's having the scallops on Wednesday. I really do. She's, she loves those things. Um, and I can almost guarantee my dad will have the surf and turf. Go check them out. You'll love it. Make a reservation. Shakespeare's Fine Dining in Hamilton. All the celebrities go. They literally come from Toronto and... Um, and go for dinner at Shakespeare's in Hamilton because that's the place to be. And the pictures are on the wall to prove it. So if you think I'm lying, I'm not. Go for yourself and see. That's it. That's all. I miss Shakespeare's. You can go. I can't because I'm in California. But go enjoy it. You'll love it. That's the Bondcast. Thanks again to James. Thanks to you for listening and watching. Don't forget, you can catch my Bonzi Live Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Trippin' with Bonzi on my YouTube channel. Free to subscribe. Go check it out. Please drop a like on there. Leave a comment. It helps with the algorithm. It's going to help me get paid sooner or later from them. You know, that'd be so nice if you could do that. Love you. Thank you. Also, you can catch it on the Dean Blundell Network, and you can catch me on the Dean Blundell Network uh, every Wednesday. And Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also go see my blogs there. And everybody else's too. And their podcasts. Tons of great podcasts on there. I think there's 70 now on the Dean Blundell Network. So if you're a podcast freak, go check it out. You'll love it. All right. That's it. That's all. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did doing it. You take care. Take care of one another. Take care of yourself first and foremost. Peace and love. Pip, pip. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sat in the tree to watch a sunset. I drink from the bottle when I get up. Kids, I'm your eager beaver. And I'm Mr. Grizzly. If you love politics or hate politics, then have we, we the perfect, perfect podcast for you. The True North Eager Beaver. Incisive political commentary. We keep you up to date and give you the political and media literacy you seek. To help you cut through the bovine fecal matter. Facts first. Sound analysis. Sometimes I growl. Sometimes I sass. We impart civics and build community. And we share some laughs along the way. Being informed and engaged has never been more fabulous. Or sexy. Catch us on, on the Dean Blundell, Blundell Network. Network. Or on our YouTube channel. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Because, because democracy, democracy is, is something you do. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jag and Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. 
Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.